in school and after school that said tracking your habits or your behavior can really help you make change. It just makes you more self-aware. If you're working at an agency or you're working at startups, like it's inevitable that you're going to have your own ideas too. So that's sort of just what happened with me too. And yeah, I think it was just seeing other people on Twitter making a living off their own little side projects. Happy Friday, everybody, and happy New Year's Eve. I'll keep this really short, but I really didn't want you guys to miss this awesome episode. Uh, Before I get into my guest and introducing her, I would love to remind you guys to follow me on DaltonKJensen.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter. You can find all my social links on there. So uh, please, please do that. So with all that being said, uh, Kylie Smith joined me for an episode of the podcast today. She is the maker of Hey, It's Harold, Promptly, and Build in Public. Uh, She's absolutely phenomenal indie maker. Uh, She has an incredible story. We met actually through Twitter and through a uh, writing course, the Ship 30 for 30 course. Uh, And that's actually the beautiful thing about online courses, guys. If you're afraid to take one or a cohort-based class you're afraid to like sign up for, the knowledge you'll get is amazing and the connections you'll make will last forever. So without further ado, Kylie Smith, and thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share this with your friends. Welcome, everybody. This is Don Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Cool. Kaylee, thanks for joining me. Um, we met uh, in Ship 30 for 30. Uh, I've had a few people um, be willing to come on my podcast out of that. It was a re- really great networking tool. But you're building Herald. You have Promptly. You have uh, a habit tracker, right? Uh, a few other things going on. Um, but thanks for coming to the show. And why don't you just like introduce yourself and tell us everything you have going on and, and what, what, yeah, what you all got going on. Yeah. So um, I'm Kylie, as you said, um, I'm doing full-time indie making now. So before I was working for various startups, um, I started in, UX research, then I did UX design and UI design, and then a little bit of product management. And um, the whole time working for those startups, I always had my own ideas that I wanted to build. Um, But I never really had the skill set or the means to do so. So I was just, you know, working for other people. And then um, when no code came along, or when I discovered no code, I finally realized that I could start bringing some of my ideas to life. So Harold was the first one um, that I started like beginning of the pandemic, um, when we all had suddenly extra time to kill. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so it just kind of started as a side project and, um, went from there. And then this year in March, the startup I was working for shut down. Um, so I got laid off, I got some severance, nice. which was nice, but, um, yeah, I kind of had some traction on Harold. So I just, instead of jumping right into a job search, I decided to take a year and try to grow Harold and try to make it as an indie maker. So. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So um, yeah, no code is like getting really big, but I, I don't know. I still can't figure no code out. Cause you know, you go to sites like what, like Webflow or like bubble and it's no code, but then I'm like, yeah, this is still way too complicated for me. But I'm curious, like, what got you into um, kind of indie making specifically? I mean, I know you came from like a UX UI background, but like, 
go like take us all the way back like what what got you into like and what made you kind of want to start specifically like habits like is that something that you intentionally went into or was that something you kind of fell into yeah that's a great question so i studied cognitive science in college okay so i think that's where a lot of the ideas for Harold came from um we talked like I, we studied a lot about like human motivation and habit change, behavior change. Um, so I've always had an interest in that. So with Harold, I just kind of realized that the other habit trackers weren't working for me. Like I had read all this research in school and after school that said tracking your habits or your behavior can really help you make change. It just makes you more self-aware. And they've done all these studies um, and proven that's a really good behavior change tactic. But I could never consistently track. Like I would try to do it in my journal. I would create like this whole like table, like, Oh, I'm going to track all this stuff. And I just wouldn't track like the, the most I would track would be for two days and then I would forget about it. So (laughs) I was trying to figure out something that would work for me. And that's where they like the text idea. I'm not really sure where that came from. Maybe I just saw some other SMS products starting to bubble up. Mm. And so I thought like, well, that might work for me because I'm already checking my text messages and um, yeah. So I just I built it for myself really. But yeah, I think it's that original interest in psychology and cognitive science is where all that comes yeah, from. Yeah. Habits. Yeah. Habits are, are, are a crazy thing and definitely like tracking your habits. Um, it's so funny, but I, you know, I've, I've got Harold. I use it. Probably not. I only have two, but I should probably get the other two because I think you can do four, right? Mm-hmm. I should definitely get the other four. But it was funny because I'm I'm using Harold and I'm reading, uh, you know, I read two books on habit, like The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg and then Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. And like watching Harold and reading these books, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, and, and then just talking yeah. with like other business owners, how important it is, because I'm like you, like I uh, wanted to track my habits. I got into like Notion. And tried mm-hmm. to like build like a crazy notion template. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I can't do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, you end up so, like spending more time building the template and then like you don't actually <laughs> use it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh yeah, and then you like, yeah, what do I do with it now? Now I got this really cool thing that I that I can't use or whatever. Um yeah. so that's interesting though. Um, but how do you so I mean that's really cool, like coming from habits. Um what what's kind of like your future with Harold? Like, what do you want it to like turn into and, and kind of with your like indie making process? I mean, I know you got build in public with Twitter with promptly and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, kind of like, where are you going? Like, what, what are like the, some of the visions? We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need a custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, 
monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. Yeah. So the goal is to have my products generate enough income so that I don't have to get a full-time job. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like goal number one. Um, and so like whether that's Harold that gets me there or the different product um, doesn't really matter to me. Like that goal, the overall goal is just the independence and being able to like work on what I want to work on and um, create products that, that help people. So um, with Harold right now, it's, it's been pretty slow, but steady growth. And I tried like, I think that was like the biggest challenge was like, I had this good product. People liked it. People were using it, but um, I'm not that skilled in marketing. Like my career, I've always done the design and the product management, but I never touched the marketing. So all of a sudden I was like, shoot, I don't have the skills to really like take this, this next level. So I tried learning a bunch about SEO and um, I even tried going on TikTok and like figuring out how that worked. <laughs> I just realized it was a lot to learn. And um I just, I realized that Harold also didn't really lend itself to, to many like growth loops or, or like growth engines because the audience, this was at least like the conclusion I came to, it's just like the audience is a little mm. broad, like, like everybody can track habits or like wants to improve their habits. Like if I were to describe yeah. my target audience, it would be like people interested in self-improvement, which is just really yeah broad so it's hard to target those people <laughs> and it's also hard to like recommend uh like a self-help product like i think it's not a product that you're gonna recommend to a friend it's because that's kind of weird you're kind of saying like oh you need to get your your stuff together <laughs> like it's just kind of weird unless they like come to you and they're having a hard yeah. time you could recommend it yeah. but otherwise it's not really something that spreads by word of mouth so i kind of realized some challenges with the marketing with that so i've kind of put that on hold, I'm going to relaunch it, um, Harold 2.0 in oh, January yeah. and try to get okay. those people that are starting to think about New Year's resolution. So um, I have some yeah, things yeah. planned, but yeah, I've started to experiment with new ideas like Promptly, um, Indie Maker Club, or what did I name it? Indie Habit Club. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very early stages with those. Like I'm still just experimenting and prototyping and trying to figure out if there's a product there. So. Yeah. Well, you know, that's interesting. Let, like to go back on your kind of thought process, because like I've, I've introduced it to a few people. Like I'm like, Hey, you should go check out habit. Um, Harold, because I've, I've met some, some business owners where they're like, man, I just need to like stay on track with stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can set this up to kind of like, like also track your habits, but also like help, like be a reminder, like, Hey, did you remember to do this? Like, Hey, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. but it's interesting. Like, why do you think, because I agree with you, I think now that you say that I'm like, yeah, people don't really go up. Like I'm having a hard time, like with my habits. Right. It's just kind of mm -hmm. a, it's kind of a funky conversation to have. Why do you think it's maybe not taboo, but like mm -hmm. just one that you don't want to have. Yeah. Just from like your end, back, the back end of Harold. Yeah. That's a good question. And thank you for, for recommending him, by the way. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. Like maybe because like we all feel like we have to 
have our stuff together all the time. Um, <laughs> and so like, it's, yeah, it's not fun to admit that like we're struggling with maybe even like some simple things. Um, yeah. And yeah, habits are, I, I also learned is like, they're really personal. Like one growth mm. loop I was exploring was like, Oh, maybe if I give people like really cool graphs of their progress, like they'll want to share that on Twitter or something. Cause that would be a great mm. way to spread the word. And so I yeah. sent the top, my top users, I created them graphs and I sent it to them. Like, here you go. Like, share it if you want kind of and like no one shared it and when i followed up and asked why they didn't share it with anyone um i heard back that like well it's just like a private thing my habits like for example i think mm. like some people's habits are like flossing or like remember when you brush my teeth mm. or like it's just yeah. like not things that you're gonna be like hey i flossed <laughs> you know it's just um, small personal things sometimes so um, yeah that's funny yeah yeah the, but that's strange but like for me like I have no like I don't know I just I guess what is it shame is the right like I don't have any shame like I gotta be like yeah, yeah I didn't do I didn't do my 20 push-ups or whatever but I just think I'm also like I'm also light with myself like I don't take myself too seriously and I just like keep going but that's interesting though some people yeah I guess I guess some people could use that for like really personal stuff you mm -hmm. could get down into like you know, because what is that? James Clear talks about habits almost in the same, you know, almost interchangeably with like addiction. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're reading that book and you find Harold, then you might be trying to like, you know, overcome some stuff like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. And another question I wanted to ask you, because I'm not a marketer either. Like, I think it's, you know, I found myself in these writing groups like Ship 30 for 30 because mm -hmm. I just wanted to write. Like, I was like, look, if I can just write and kind of build an audience and things like that that'll be good enough for me right now. And, and we can get everything else figured out later. But I, you know, you've heard of like, you know, it's almost super cliche to say like niche down. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of products that you really can't like, I don't know. You just, it's just really hard to find a niche. It's really hard mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. Cause like, who doesn't want to build better habits? So how do you like overcome? I don't know. Or what are your thoughts on like the whole niche idea? Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, experimenting with um with indie habit club is like what if i have i like the same product that harold is but instead of targeting yeah everybody who's interested in self-improvement like just target indie makers so that's kind of my experimenting with like niching down because again yeah everybody says that um it's like a very common advice you hear on twitter so it's like okay let me just actually try this and see what happens okay. so um i haven't made that much progress on that one yet i've been spending more time on promptly um but um i think it could be interesting um because yeah. then and then the other thing i like about that is like with indie habit club with that idea rather than people coming up with their own habits um it's like the group decides like okay we're gonna work on like tweeting every day or like journaling every day or like different habits that would help an indie maker. Um, mm. And like the, the community just like chooses a different habit each month. That way the user doesn't have to come up with their habits. Cause I've noticed that too, is people will sign up for Harold and then they won't um, set up their habits. Um, and when I followed up 
I've heard like, I'm not really sure what to track or like, I'm still, or like, yeah, I'm going to add them. I'm going to add them. They just like, don't get around to it. So um, I think it will take out some friction too. If I can just be like, Hey, we're all working on journaling this month. Um, Yeah. So we'll see TBD. I'm not sure if the niching down will work. I'll have to follow back up with you. (laughs) Well, I just know, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, it was tough. Like when I built my first like product company, it was selling CBD. And this was like when CBD was like the wild west, like we, you couldn't get a bank account. You couldn't get a merchant account, like nothing. You couldn't advertise anywhere. And so they were like, Oh, well, if you niche down, you can find some people. And I just got so tired of hearing that. I was like, (laughs) yeah. And then I was like, I'm just sick of this. Right. But, uh, so it was crazy, but, um, before I want to talk about promptly, but before I talk about promptly, you know, you've talked about Harold and Indie Maker kind of growing slow. And I'm wondering like how you as a creative and as a business owner stay motivated when things go slow. Cause it happens with everybody, right? Like nobody's, nobody's special in that respect of like you, I mean, maybe some people build a product and it goes to the moon right away. Right. But I doubt it. So I'm curious. Yeah. yeah that's a really good question. Um, I think what motivates me is, like, I think I look at it sort of like a puzzle, like, okay, there's a right answer here. Like, how do I get growth for this product? And then, so if it's slow, I'm like, just trying to figure out what's the next thing I can try. Um, and I do like learning and trying new things. So I think that's just intrinsically motivating for me. Like when Harold was slow, I had the idea to, oh, maybe I'll try TikTok. Like I've heard that can be an interesting marketing tool. So I spent probably way too much time, but like two weeks (laughs) figuring out how TikTok worked and um, trying to post a few videos and like ultimately realized it's not a good fit. Um, (laughs) But like that was motivating and fun for me just to like, oh, I'm going to go learn about this and see if it works. And then there's also that there's that possibility that it does work and you just unlock something. So I think that, motivates me too. But, um, and again, like right now, Harold is slow and so I'm kind of going to wait till January. And so I've turned my attention to promptly and other things because I'm like, maybe there's something yeah. here. So it's just that like yeah. curiosity, I think, um, trying to just figure out what works. And then also like I gave myself this timeline of a year before I have to search for a job again. So I think that's also motivating like, I have, to figure it out. <laughs> I only have a couple of months. That's left. pretty cool, though. I'm just trying to try. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, but you know what's cool about that is like, I did the exact same thing. So when I was going to write my sales book, um, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I know somebody, I heard somebody on Twitter, they were like, you can do pre orders with this app called Gumroad. And I was like, all right. So I did a pre order, I set up a pre order, I did all my copy and stuff. And then I was like, December 1st. And I realized, like, yeah, I would have given up so many times if I didn't have that timeline. Like, you got to have this mm-hmm. out. And like, and then the more, the even scarier part, what was terrifying was people were actually paying for the pre-order. And I was like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Like, I really got to get you this You have done. to do it. Then. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so, but, but, you know, that's to your point, right? Of having like this timeline and really like setting hard lines and, and then you really have no other choice, right? It's either like get a job or make this work. And I really want this to work. So you just get more creative, I feel like. Yeah. And I think another thing that's motivating is just seeing everybody on Twitter and the fact that 
um, there's a bunch of makers sharing their progress and like sharing their numbers. And um, I was just um, looking at um, Danielle on Twitter. She's actually being featured on my blog tomorrow. So I was doing some research on her and her product, Leave Me Alone. It's like a, um, a service that helps clean up your inbox or like your email subscriptions. Um, oh, cool. Anyway, but she, she just passed 2000 monthly recurring revenue. Um, but she shows her whole graph from when she first started in like the first two years, she's like not making more than 200 monthly recurring. So like, it's just like flat line. So like things like that are motivating, um, as well. Like it's okay to flow because like all it takes is unlocking one thing in the business model or the product. And then you can really see growth take off. So I think that's also a key motivating factor. Yeah. And not only that, but it's, it's cool. Like that journey is cool. And, and when you find a product and you realize that like, you know, I'm just hearing about this, but at the same time, they've been going forever that, you know, that's also like some credibility. Like they're here, they're here to stick around. They're here for the long haul. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool things in that. So talk to us now about promptly, because I know there's a waiting list for it. I know it's helping people build in public. Um, Can you explain that a little bit more? And and what yeah. you're trying to do with it and what the vision is for it? Yeah, so it's really early. I had this idea a month ago, so I'm still in the prototyping phase. Um, but basically throughout my process of working on Herald, I've been using Twitter a lot as a tool to build in public and to get some organic customers. And another like common advice that everyone says on Twitter is like, be consistent. You have to like tweet every day or like five times a day. And that was always hard for me. Like it was more like waves. Like I'd get really motivated one day and I would tweet 10 times and then I wouldn't tweet for a couple days. And, um, I, I wouldn't really know like what to post or why. So sometimes I would just like, like throw stuff at the wall and it didn't really, I didn't really feel like yeah. I knew what I was doing. Um, And so with Promptly, I'm trying to solve that problem. So I'm trying to help indie makers tweet more consistently and also just help them give a little, give them a little more structure um, for like how to build in public and what things to write. So um, yeah, it was another example of me solving my own problem. So So (laughs) we'll see. So like um, ideas to tweet, like generated ideas, like kind of like a... Kind of like a calendar or how would you? Yeah. Yeah. So the flow is um, right now is you get an email every day and the email um, links to a prompt, um, a build in public prompt, like share something you're struggling with or share some recent numbers or stats or um, like what are your priorities for this week? And um Right now I'm using the, I'm using tally for those prompts. So you can just like respond to the prompt and then it formats a tweet for you. And oh, ideally no it will like auto tweet for you. Um, so you could just like oh, press wow. done and it would automatically tweet. But right now it's still a prototype. So you have to just basically copy and paste into Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's like the prompt. So it's helping with the idea generation, but it's also helping with the consistency ideally because it's coming to your inbox. Yeah. So it's like, kind of like responding to an email, like just type it really quick, get it done. <laughs> and now at least you have like one tweet done for the day. 
Yeah, that's really cool because that's kind of my thing, right? Is like, uh, you know, you've got to stay consistent with Twitter because you hear that all the time and, and you know, quantity, you know, it's almost like quantity over quality, like the quality will be there, but that's really cool. You know, that's a great problem to solve. Um, you know, what would be really cool with that too hmm. is LinkedIn. Like I don't know, LinkedIn has just become like a writing place, you know, mm-hmm. lots yeah. of people go there to, lots of people go there to write, but everybody has the same problem. And that's so, that's so cool that you have this promptly because it's the same problem for everybody. It's like, what do I tweet about? I don't yeah. know, man. you know, unless, so unless you're like this super wealthy individual who, ha- who hires a couple of VAs, because some of them do that. Like some of them just yeah. like, hey, you get you three or you figure it out. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And there's some tools now that like uses AI to help you format things. Yeah. But I really want to like, I think what you brought up was an important point, like the quantity. It feels like we're being advised to tr- like aim for quantity over quality a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I definitely want to help with quantity, but I don't want to lose quality because I'm already seeing that a little bit. On Twitter, I think now that there are these AI tools, like some of the tweets are like, it's just the same thing that you've like read a bunch of times. (laughs) They're like, I don't know. It's, it's more like generic wisdom versus like the person's actual story or like an example of that wisdom. Like I know the wisdom, but I want to, I want to like read about people actually applying that or experiencing that and like, so, um, so I'm hoping the prompts will also help with that quality piece. And that's what I'm also iterating on is like, what are the prompts that are going to spark like really good stories or insights? I like that because that's kind of the idea, right? Um, and, and if I can just go a little bit on this podcast, like the mm-hmm. whole reason I created this podcast was for like that, right? So that business owners could share like their real stories. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah, I mean, you have like all the big podcasts and I listen to them and you listen to them, right? Like we all listen to like Gary V and I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, that's a big one, right? Or, mm-hmm. or um, Guy Raz or any of these guys or, or yeah. uh, My First Million, these guys, right? And it's cool yeah. to have all these really successful people tell their success stories. But what what was cool for me and what you brought up is that mm-hmm. you have the same stories. Like we could all write the same book and people like your story will resonate with people where like, you know, the, you know, Sam Parr or Sean Puri, like those stories might not resonate with the same people. And so helping yeah, your story right. get out there is super important. Yeah. And when you're on those, those bigger podcasts, like some, some of those, answers things seem like more workshopped or something like they, they might have t- told the same story on a ton of different, different podcasts or like, so I think it's cool that you're, what you're yeah. doing, like a little smaller, um, building authentic small indie yeah. makers like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's cool. it, right? Yeah. That's one of the low, that's one of the, that's the slogan for the podcast is, is a podcast for the little guys because nobody gets, yeah. their, nobody gets their shot. And this isn't a big podcast by any means but it's cool. Everybody gets a shot. We get to go live. One or two people watch <laughs> and then we get to go home and, and forget about it. So um, that's really cool though. And, and I really appreciate it. So I'm curious though, um, were, were you always gonna, I mean, you, you went to school for UX UI. Is this what you thought you were going to be when you grow up? 
That's a good question. Um, I don't think so. Because I didn't really know that it was a possibility. Um, that's cool. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I really started with psychology and cognitive science just because I thought it was interesting. And that actually led me to the UX and UI stuff because I just saw people in my class who were studying CogSci, but then they were going to San Francisco for the summer and interning at startups and doing UX design. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and why um, were they doing that? Yeah. I mean, they were like really out of the game, but um, I remember looking at their like UX portfolios and just thinking it was so cool. And like, I want to do UX design. So I started there and then um, worked at a product agency for a while. And I heard um, Sahil's, how do I say his name? Oh, so, Sahil or Bloom? You wrote the or minimal um, entrepreneur yeah. or the minimalist. Yeah. It's one of those names that I like read all the time, but I don't say out loud. <laughs> um, uh, but, he no, did, I'm with you. Um, but he said to like, if you're working at an agency or you're working at startups, like it's inevitable that you're going to have your own ideas too. So that's sort of just what happened with me too. And yeah, I think it was just seeing other people on Twitter making a living off their own little side projects um, was what really yeah. like made that a possibility in my mind. So um, oh, but yeah, yeah I don't really know what I thought of that. I didn't know that was a possibility back in the day. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I just like to ask that question because some people, some people's stories are cool. They were laser focused. Like I had this one, this one guy tell me, you know, three, three years old, I knew exactly what I was going to do. And I'm like, that's crazy. And then, but I like these stories too, because I tell people that in high school, like sometimes I'll talk with, with younger entrepreneurs coming up and younger creatives coming up. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you guys got to slow down and just, they're like, what, what should my five and 10 year goals be? And I'm like, man, I don't even know what, what the internet looks like in 10 years. It could yeah. be web three. It could be something totally different. You know what I yeah. mean? We could have yeah. like this weird combo of like what we're doing now and, and web three, you know, and it's like, man, this is bananas. But for you, you know, the, there, there was, a, it sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there was a silver lining when, you know, you lost your position in the fact that you got to start these new adventures, these new products, these new companies. What surprised you the most? What surprised you the most about starting your own company and being a, an indie maker and a solopreneur? Yeah. Um Yeah, it was, it was like a silver lining. Like it was good that I already had some traction on the side. Um, yeah. And I think it would have been ideal to kind of like keep, keep working somewhere and continue doing it on the side um, just for like more stability, but the opportunity just presented itself. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this full time. But I think That's what amazing. surprised me the most was, I mean, I think just how, like hard marketing was or like how hard marketing part was going to oh, be. Yeah. Um, I, I think I just wasn't um, realistic about that. Like I was really confident in my UX and my product skills that like, I was confident that I could build a product that people would like and people would use and it would help people. And then I, I think that's as far as my brain went. And then like, once I had that with Harold, it was like, <laughs> shoot, now I have to figure out how to market this thing. Um, yeah. so that was kind of a wake up call, but, um, 
but it was good. Like I, I only, I wouldn't have learned that otherwise. So it was good that I went through that process. And now with promptly and, um, indie habit club, I'm like thinking of the marketing way earlier. And that's part of the reason why I like promptly or the promptly idea is because, um, if it's auto tweeting for people, then I can kind of have a little promptly tag on the end. And like, that can be a growth loop. So like, I'm already thinking of (laughs) growth loops, whereas with Harold, I was just like focused on the product. Um, and a lot of Say that they say they focus on their product way too much their first time around and i did that <laughs> oh well so. yeah i mean, i think i think everybody i don't i think if you don't do that uh it's great you know i think you're crazy because yeah. uh because you do like your first product like i still have um when we made when we had our cbd uh you know we had like these badass labels it was cool i still yeah. have three of them and the and the company's dead you know what I mean? But I got, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, everything I started since is like, okay, no, we got to validate this. We got to make sure that what we're doing is, is going to work. Yeah. Cause I think I realized like for a while I was getting, and I'm still getting organic customers like through Twitter and stuff, but, um, that's not like a sustainable growth. Like that's dependent on like how often I'm tweeting and like, mm-hmm how good my tweets are. So it's just like this constant grind. Whereas like you kind of need some sort of growth loop, sustainable growth loop that's gonna fuel it um on its own. Like and then you can mm-hmm. you can do tweets, you can do product cut launches um to help like jumpstart that. But like you need some sort of sustainable model that's not dependent on just like hours and hours of work or <laughs> money or whatever. So yeah, just like just some automation that can that can get everything going. Yeah, I yeah. I totally. Yeah, that's super. That's super cool. Well, shoot, now I'm gonna have to get promptly because you know I'm in Twitter. <laughs> and, you know I'm trying to do all this stuff. And yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Goodness. It's just, it's and similar. Way, it's the same vein as Harold. Like it's all they're both about like consistency and helping yeah. those of us that like struggle with those things sometimes. So. No, that's really cool. And by the way. I'm totally going to, I think I messed up your name when I started and I'm terrible with names. So like, please forgive me. Kylie. I would say like 50% of the time people say Kaylee. So I take both. It's fine. (laughs) But it's, but it's Kylie. (laughs) It's Kylie. Yeah. Okay. Kylie. Okay, cool. I'm like, ah, dude, of course I would forget that. Um, No, it's all good. (laughs) My dad even says like Kaylee sometimes. I'm like, dad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. No problem. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So no, it sounds like you got a lot of really cool things going on. It sounds like um, everything, you know, it's really fun. It's really fun. So, so who are some of your, and and I know we're going to wrap up soon, um, but who are some of like your inspirations and what's some of the, I mean, you, I mean, you're doing all this. I mean, obviously it's fun, but are, is there, is there something that we're all missing. Like, are you doing this for a, a higher purpose or a bigger reason? I know there's two questions in there, but you can answer whichever yeah. one you want first. Yeah. Um, well, I answer the first one in terms of um, people I look up to. Um, and there's a ton. And I almost want to refer to them like by their Twitter handles because I feel like I'm going to mess up their names. But um, Steph Smith is a big one. She yeah. um, is so awesome. And she, her work inspired a lot of 
Harold as well. She wrote this really great article, how to be great, just be good repeatedly. Um, and that was a big inspiration. Um, three hour coffee, uh, Marie on Twitter. Um, oh, wow. she has a productivity app. It's doing really well. So that's really motivating. And she builds in public and all that. Um, so she's awesome. Um, pretty much everybody I've had on my maker of habit newsletter. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, that newsletter is cool. I like that newsletter. Yeah. Just had Michelle last week. Um, she's working on, um, I'm getting mixed up now. <laughs> All good. Type dream. I, I wanted to say tally, okay. but it's type dream. Um, <laughs> okay. And um, what's his name? His handle's like doctor, like D-R. Dan, oh. <laughs> Dan Roden. Dan Roden is super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I do. I get the, I get the Twitter handles mixed up too. I'm like, oh shoot, I'm gonna try to talk to these to these people and totally not know who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you're so used to seeing their handle. Yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. That's but yeah. Cool. Everyone on Twitter is just is just amazing. I, 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 our little build in public community is just. Really, anyone who's building in public is just really motivating. So, yeah, that's for sure. Well, I'm gonna have to get on there because I, because for me, it's like okay, build in public, and I don't. So, what does that what does that mean? Build when you say build in public, what what do you mean? What do you look for in somebody yeah. who, who is really good at building in public? Yeah, um, it's a good question because yeah, I think that term gets thrown around and people mean yeah. different things. But um, for me building in public is like specifically on Twitter people who are sharing their process about building a product or a business. Um, so that includes, includes sharing their revenue and like big milestones. Um, it also includes like their thought process, how they're making decisions or, um, yeah, any new features they added and why. Um, so it's really just showing your whole process of building a product. Um, and then it's also, so it's kind of just a style of, of tweeting or like what to tweet is build in public. There's like a hashtag that you can go to that people use hashtag build in public. So you can see people that are, um, that are doing it. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, yeah. A practice of showing people. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of like opening the curtains, like really transparent, yeah. like you yeah. what you get, what you see is what you get kind of thing. Yeah, totally. And like not being afraid to share new ideas because someone's going to steal it or not afraid to share your oh. revenue or <laughs> anything like that. It's just like, yeah, opening up your doors. Yeah, exactly yeah. Like you said. yeah, that's funny. I wrote a tweet about that the other day about somebody wanting to steal ideas. Cause I've, I, so I do like little business consulting on the side and I don't know how many NDAs I've signed. I've signed like a few where they're like, mm -hmm. okay, but you can't steal my idea. And I'm like, homie, you don't have an idea. You got yeah. something like I got, this is like, I got a whole book of them, man. Yeah. Like they're, they're worth as much as the paper you write them on, but I'll sign yeah. whatever you want. 
Yeah. And it's you really don't realize that until you've like tried to, until you've tried to take an idea into something like you don't really realize that like an idea is just an idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't have an appreciation for how hard it is to figure out all the other parts. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, but I, you know, I just laugh. They're like, I don't want anybody to steal my idea. And I'm like, I don't think anybody wants this. You know, like, do you even know who yeah. wants it? Um, that's funny. That's cool. Well, yeah. all right. So you got it. So I know, I, I know you're short on time. So right before you leave, um, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you and then where they can find your products and how they can, you know, how they can get Herald or get up for signed up for promptly or whatever you want them to know. Yeah. So I'm at bagels and granola on Twitter. Um, and that's where I'm sharing my progress and my daily updates. So that's a great place. Um, and then if you want to track any habits, Hey, it's Harold.com. There's a seven day free trial. So you can just try it out and see what it's all about. Um, promptly there's a wait list for that, but if you're interested in tweeting more consistently or building in public, you can sign up for that wait list at promptly.so. You can also DM me um, if you really want to try it out. I have a prototype I'm playing with. I have a few people testing it out with me. So um, yeah, put, get, get on the wait list or just DM me. Um, but yeah, Twitter's, Twitter's where everything is happening. So, <laughs> Well, cool. Well, place. thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and this, Thank is, you. this is fun. Thank this you. This has been so fun. I appreciate it.